I can't be super loud right now, actually. Yeah, neither can I. You shouldn't be loud. Is that a curtain separating you on your right there? What is that? Oh, it's a window. Good morning, everybody. It's a wonderful morning in the world of Valheim. Would you like to see my hut? Sean, check out my hut. Um, it's not really a hut, though. It's kind of, it's more like a building. Look at my fire. It had, the smoke has nowhere to go. Would you like to sit next to it and get smoky lung? No, I'm, I'm out I'm out here killing things right now. Thank but look you. at my hoe, Sean. It can actually make <laughs> the ground, it not only takes off the grass, it makes the ground level. And I can level this whole area while you're out hunting. The whole thing. I That I didn't know you could do. That's actually very useful. It's helpful in building things, I would assume. Heck yeah, it is. Welcome to Valheim Podcast, everybody. I'm Jeff. What's your name, buddy? My name is Buddy. No. <laughs> It's Sean. That's my name. But we also have character names. Oh, that's right. I'm a Purple Elf. And I'm Loki. Now, I wonder how long this specific instance, I don't know what you call these, the specific server these characters are going to last, because we have really no idea how long this game is. So we, no, we you've, just, you've died. We, we know that you can die, though, and keep going. You've died about 45 times or 50, maybe. I'm not very good at fighting. Let's just say that. I'm getting better, though. Sean, spent... they, keep, they keep getting behind me. How do you hit them? I don't. I, they're behind me, and I cannot hit them. It's because I kept using that stupid club to kill them. As soon as I switched to a flint axe, I'm like, wow, I can kill them in, like, two hits now. This is so much easier. Yeah. I think the biggest thing is getting used to the controls. Can we tell everybody what we're doing here? Can we talk about that for a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. Let's let's start it up. I mean, yeah, I know you got some script in front of you, so just I got no script. This is for it. Valheim podcast. We, the, Sean and I, are going to be playing Valheim and going to be bringing you all along on our adventure. Right. Well, um, some of you are going to be joining us from our other podcast, so you're already used to what it is that you're hearing. And then there will be others who are coming to us new, and this will be all fresh and not really understanding why we are the way that we are. Right, because you're going to be like, where's the useful information? Well, what's coming? It's coming. We're going to have special guests on. We're going to have streamers on who know way more than we do. But I don't think Sean and I are going to be like figuring, like researching, right? Right. We just found a troll yesterday. I didn't know trolls existed in this game. That was sweet. We're going to try to approach this game like new babes in the woods, not knowing what we're doing, just starting fresh and letting you all know how our no adventure books. goes. No looking up stuff no looky looky i'm gonna check out a streamer every once in a while but just enough to decide like who to bring on and then they'll they'll probably be bringing the hard facts to the table wow he's like way ahead of himself too he's already assuming that people are gonna listen and <laughs> people are gonna actually want to come on the show so yeah um but what we'll mainly do is talk about our experience on the adventures that we take and what we learn Right. So our first adventure was figuring out how to start a server that we could both play on. And that actually took us a good 15 minutes. And the way we did it eventually is I started one, right? I named a server and it gave it a key or whatever. And then I had to click both communities, start a server and community server. And then I gave it a password. 
And then the way Sean was able to join is he went into Steam, right? And we became friends through Steam. And then once you went into Steam, it's like, do you want to join your friend's server? Is that correct? Yeah, you have to be friends. Um, and then once you're friends, you can join their server. Um, and it's pretty simple. There's two different choices when you're choosing the servers. One is to like create your own. The other one is to join one. It's a tab on the top. And when you choose that, um, it'll actually give you a list of the servers that are open and available. In other words, that you have friends with and that have invited you and that you are, are available to go. So there's only one. I chose it. Put the password in and you're off. You join them in the exact same world, same space that they are. And I accuse Sean twice of playing without me because I can tell that Sean's into this game, right? I can tell. Even this morning, I'm like, you want to record? He's like, what if we play instead? I'm like, Sean, we got to record an episode. We got to get these things out. We played like four times now. And so I thought he was playing without me, but then I realized you can't do it without that that server. Yeah, so... How are you so far ahead of me then? How are you? He has already killed like 25 deer. I haven't killed a deer yet. Well, um, I learned how to sneak, which I still don't think you do very often, but I saw you starting to do the last time. Sneak? Um, I'm better at running though. Yeah, you got to get good at sneaking and then you can sneak up pretty close and you can whack them. With, first, we had to whack them with a, an axe until we had enough things to make a bow. Uh, but now with a bow, it's just... It's just you got to pay attention to the wind and um, all the different things and then get close. And all right. So those who might be joining us from our other podcast for EverQuest and EverQuest podcast, uh, they might even be wondering, what is Valheim? You want to give people the little two sentence, one paragraph breakdown of what this game is, we think, because we haven't played a ton? Well, it's open world. Um, I'm sorry, it's not open world. It's not like anybody can be in a zone with you. It's just the people that you invite. I, I believe them. Yeah, I think there are open community worlds or whatever, but that yeah, it could only have support 10 people. Um, we don't know how big the zone is yet. Um, it seems to be just one zone so far. Um, and then it's basically you, you can interact with a lot of the world not everything but a lot like you can cut down trees and you can flatten the earth like you were saying you are doing two things you are gathering resources but then you are also making things including houses and weapons and your armor all that stuff and then you're also going out and actually doing the combat so unlike magic where you target something and then tell your character what to do um, you're physically acting out the the moves in this, so to speak, you're, you're clicking to swing your axe and you're clicking to kick your boot and you're having to move your target um, yes. as, as you're doing all of this. That's why I kept dying at first. Cause I would get up next to a stupid grayling or a boar and I would just start swinging. I'm like, I'm facing them. I should just be able to swing, but no, you actually have to put your cursor on them when you swing, if you want to hit them. Yeah. And I learned a few things like you want to start to, attack before they get there right like it's it, i do that every time and i swing at air i feel so <laughs> dumb i still do that i miss time it every time and i swing at air and then they come up next to me and they hit me and they run away and then i'm like oh i missed them <laughs> yeah yeah so that's their that's their thing right there um boars boars will get you good too especially if they get away from distance and then charge you they'll knock you pretty good so yeah in this game it looks like we have a goal it's something I don't remember the exact text, but it's something like Odin needs our help because there's like 
five different monsters on this world we need to summon and defeat. Does that sound kind of right, Sean? There's all these stones with glyphs on them that kind of give you the story and the clues as you go along. Um, yeah, and that's pretty, pretty close. Um, but uh, yeah, more or less, it, it, there's there's five or six clues right where you land in the beginning of the game and, and a little raven that helps you out as you go along kind of to give you clues the other thing that happens is as you find different things so let's say you chop down a, a tree and you get the wood from it for the first time it'll tell you oh now you can do these things because you found this item um for instance we were searching around by the water and we found some flint and flint allowed us to make different types of axes uh spear and i can't remember one other thing then later on we were fighting a little further in and started fighting against a skeleton collected their bones and those actually allowed us to make a cloak so it's interesting how each layer is added um it's intentional it's definitely growing in, in order for you to be able to finish the task um but then there's this whole, whole other aspect of like building your when you build your house it has to be correct like um structurally yeah come correct people don't build no <laughs> jank well you can but the thing is that I can tell that later on, you, because when you hover over a piece, it'll be green, red, or yellow. And like, I, I think that's how structurally sound it is because eventually, and what we saw happen yesterday, I'm, I'm positive of it. They're, the dynamics of the game. So like when you cut the tree down, for instance, it'll fall. And if it falls on you, it, it can kill you. It'll deal massive damage and it'll roll. And it can roll over you and deal massive damage. So yesterday, we were exploring and we had gotten to this, we're getting to this place now at the edge of each of our exploration zones where when we get to the edge, there's these new grayling dwarves that have been Well, we can us. probably tell people where we went because I don't know if every map is the same for everybody. I have a feeling it's like Minecraft and every map is different. I could be wrong, but there's the meadows. So if anybody yep. else is familiar with the meadows, we went to the edge of the meadows and a little farther beyond. And then it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just necks, graylings and boars anymore. And yeah, no, the deer were there also, but um, yeah, it was gray dwarves. And then you ran into a gray shaman. Yeah, a grayling shaman. The thing had was scary looking. It had like a, it was bigger, but I don't think the body was bigger. I think it just had like a headdress and like a shoulder piece on that made it look bigger and scary. I didn't like it at all. Plus it had two buddies with them. They started coming in packs. Yeah, so you ran back. We went, we kind of rested up decided we were going to go together back out and like search this new area. Um, and we get out there and we don't see them. We find a bunch of other things, gray dwarfs. We get through those and then we get to this new part of the forest. And it even said it was like a different name. I don't remember what it was named. Do you? No, but it tells I you. I remember Sean kept being like, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> And uh, the, even the scenery changes, right? Like the background color changes. The it looks different in this place. It didn't zone necessarily, but you're definitely in a new place. And um, and it says you the raven comes and says, "Hey, since you're here, this is a tough area. You need to go and fight this named thing in here." Wait, you actually right. talk to the raven? Oh yeah. How often? Like whenever you see it, almost. Whenever I see it, I talk to it. It's always really? giving you good information. Yeah. It, it, it advances the storyline. I get annoyed with it and just run past it and wish I could smack it with my club sometimes. No, I just deal with it because then it goes away. Oh, okay. And it, and it also advances the storyline. So anyway, we and we come across a troll. 
it's massive and we're both like yeah but this is far enough like we should probably stop now i don't know if we both were i was just curious and looking at it and you went through a whole bevy of emotions at first you were like oh man i gotta log off in 15 minutes and if we die right before that that would be bad so let's not do it and then you start getting closer and you're like let's do it and you're like no just run let's go and then as i'm running out you literally change your mind one more time and you're like and you started like laughing you're like let's do it i did i started laughing super hard let's just do it let's just do it so you you go back okay and you're like i'm shooting i'm shooting i'm like fine and so that you we both let loose an arrow and i don't know yours hit mine hit too and it like i hit it three times and brought it down to 95 percent in total before it smacked me yeah it wasn't even close so this is the funniest thing i've seen in a long time yeah so i I hit it. He hits it. We're standing like next to each other, parallel um, on the hillside. I and I take off running like diagonally back behind him, so that I'll be behind him and on the same hillside that he's on. And I, I shot it two more times. Him. You coward, right. running away. He stayed in place and shot twice more. <laughs> so I see the troll come up to him, has this huge tree stump as a weapon, and he swings it. And oh my god, as it's going through, I'm like. I'm like, I'm thinking, how are the physics of this going to work? Because there's big, huge, he's in a forest and there's huge trees in the way. Like he's standing right next to a big tree. Well, this game is a pretty awesome. It hits the tree, takes down the tree and then just smacks Jeff and goes flying. And I laugh <laughs> so hard. I couldn't believe that it had happened like that. I was like so exhilarated that a game did that. Oh my God. I was laughing so hard. I could barely run. Um, I tried to get off another shot, but I just couldn't because I was laughing too hard. And then we just ran back and, and logged out. It didn't follow us back, thank goodness. But now I know for sure that like structural stuff will mean things later on. Because if a troll comes and hits your house right. with that huge club and you build it all wanky, even if it isn't built wanky, that thing's yeah. done. That, right. that thing's done. Well, let's go back to the beginning here for a sec because... Uh... We've kind of given other people an idea of where we are in the game, but let's talk about the the very beginning and the things we have learned. Cause I also want this to be useful for people who have never played the game. Uh, and so even the little bit of knowledge we have so far could be pretty useful. So we start in the world, like Sean said, around this little, um, uh, around all these stones that are giving us clues and pretty quickly we realize that we need a structure. Cause Sean's like, Oh, we need to rest, Jeff. We need, we need to fire. We need to rest. And so we were able to gather like wood um, off of trees just by like punching little trees. And then we were able to get resin by killing uh, a grayling by punching these graylings. You put those things together and then you can make your first fire. And what will happen is at the top of your screen, you have this rested meter and ours currently goes up to 11. So we're rested for 11 minutes. When that 11 minutes runs out, do you know what happens, Sean? When the 11 minutes runs out, we get worse, but I don't know how yet. I don't understand the impact of when you're not rested, what that does to your character. So there's a few things that are wrong that you said there, but we'll go back. Um, <laughs> you need rock and wood to make a fire. Is it the is it the torch the, the, that you need yeah. resin for? Yeah, the resin and wood makes the torch. So each thing that's has what a, I meant. That's all news. Oh, yeah, yeah, Everybody well. knew what I meant. 
make sure you're clear because they both do different things. Torches will give you light and what you can use uh, in your camp or like out when you're out running around at night, which is important. Do you That'll think you come can fight useful. with a torch? I've never tried Absolutely. hitting with, You can hit something with your torch? If you're carrying a torch and a, you can, so you carry the torch in your left hand, your weapons you use in your right. Yeah. Um, and so when you swing whatever weapon you have, it'll light the thing on fire as well as hit it with your weapon. Well, that's sweet. I've never done that. Yeah, so like certain things really don't like fire at all, like graylings and pigs don't like fire. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so anyway, you start to collect mainly stones and wood. That's like your first things that you're focused on to to be able to build. Because you can just forage those things. You don't need to kill graylings. They're just sitting all over the place. And you hit E, you like target it and you hit E and to pick yeah. it up. And the cool thing about when you'd like chop down a tree or like knock down a tree it's like Sean says, it's it's real graphics. It'll like the tree will like roll down the hill a little bit and you might have to go chase it to pick up the pieces and stuff like that. It's a, the, in, the interaction, the physics are real. Right. So like if, there's a, if you see a rock and you target it, it'll it'll just say rock. You hit E, it'll pop out of the ground and roll down the hill and then you have to go actually pick it up. You can either just run over it or you can hit E and pick it up. Um, and then so you're focused on basically being able to build a fire by collecting enough wooden rocks and then start to build your shelter with the wood. Most of the shelter is just built with wood. Um, and so once you've got that done, as simple as you want to get that, um, in the beginning, it can be quite simple. Then you start to build other little things to kind of help you along the way. And, and these things aren't really a choice. It's not like you're like, hmm, what should I do next? It kind of is affected by, again, what you find in the world or by what you've just built. Like you need to build a workbench pretty soon after that. That's one of your next steps. You need to build a chest to put your stuff, for example. Now, I hated the first structure, Sean, because Sean makes a structure and he's just better Mario Zelda player than me. He, I think he's better at just like moving around. And so um, he makes this structure that the, the entrance to get in it, you have to get past the fire right? We have a fire right outside, but you have to kind of like shimmy past the fire to get in the entrance because the entrance is, has like a narrow gate to get in. And I freaking stepped in that fire like three times, man. I killed myself trying to get in the house constantly. And Sean would just laugh his ass off every time. Well, the thing is, there was a front door, which I told you about many times. It was just around the corner and you just never went in that door. I don't know why. That's fine. What Now, what is it that you can put next to your fire that way when you kill a neck, which is like a big salamander, how do you how do you eat it? Yeah, so there's a few things that took me also a minute to figure out. First of all, once you have your structure built, it'll tell you that you're sheltered, but you won't rest until there's a fire accessible. And it pretty much has to be within the structure or very, very close. Um, and it has to be close to where you put the bed if you want to sleep so um your structure basically has to be functionally able to stay warm from the fire um and then also has to have a place for the smoke to go and what you'll also find out eventually is that it has to be covered um because if the rain comes it'll just put the fire out which is all realistic right that's all things that would truly happen which i think is pretty cool yeah so and then you can make this uh, spit or something like that. You've all seen these in real life. It's the thing you put over a fire to cook meat. So once you put that thing there, um, again, this is me still like figuring out how to hit a boar while Sean's like, oh, I've cooked 10 pieces of meat from all the deer I've killed. I'm going to put them all in here. And anytime you want food, I felt kind of like, I felt emasculated a little bit. Sean's like, I got your food. 
I got your tunic. <laughs> I got all your stuff in here. Once you need it. Meanwhile, I'm trying to figure out how to swing a club and use blocks still out there. But I, right. I really enjoy making the houses, though. That's the, I'm. I, I don't know if I'm like the homemaker or what, but I love building the houses. It's so much fun. Well, yeah. So let me give you some credit there, because when I come back, I'll be running around sneaking, shooting deer and stuff, and. I'll be like, oh, I got another one. I got two more straps and I got some leather hides. And you're like, okay, okay. And, and I'm like, what is this guy doing back there? He's like swinging his club and trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. I come back and the first house he built was already 30 times better than the first one I built. It was a little bit janky, but like it was very much bigger and the, the everything was in the right place, but it was smoky. Yeah, because I, I put this... <laughs> I just had a regular old teeny house, right? Imagine a teeny house with like a fire in the corner and a roof and the smoke had nowhere to go. So every time we'd go in there, it'd be like, you, there it is, smoky in here. It would actually say that. <laughs> so then he, the second structure was better for sure, but still not, not perfect. Like he's like, no, I got to tear it all down and it's not functional. And then the third structure, like this one, I'd been out for a while fighting and I came back and this one's amazing. I think it's perfect. It's like a huge lean-to. It's just like a large, long wall with a, you know, you know, almost two stories tall with a huge roof that just takes care of all that. And then, then the back is all the stuff you work on so that it's nice and dry. And the front is the fire. Easy to get in and out of. You can all the stuff is stored now. It's got signs made for all the different boxes. Heck yeah, I do. I come back with all the stuff. I just pop it in. See, like that kind of stuff, I would have never done. I would have just had random boxes, like wherever I built them, just to get it done and get on back to what I was doing. This is so much better for now. Um, I'm getting antsy now because now I'm learning. I really love the idea of how you skill up at everything. You can skill up at uh, jumping, you can skill up at running, you can skill up at bow, you can skill up at swimming. Mm -hmm. I just, I love that. And so um, now I'm out in the wilderness trying to hunt more with you because I want to start skilling up on all this stuff, especially I don't want you to be like archery 12. Well, I just dinged when I hit that troll with my bow. That's when I hit archery one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm a little bit ahead on that, on that for sure. I've killed probably at least 15 deer by now. What do you 20. think your archery is at? If you had to guess. It's probably only around six or seven. Like, I think my best skills are still only around 10 or 11. And like running is probably my best, maybe jumping. All right. Let's, um, there are people listening to this who know a lot about this game. It's a very popular game. I'm sure there's people who get really deep and they're like, well, these two guys don't know anything. Let's make some wild predictions here. How high do you think the skills go, Sean? I'm not, I don't think there's a cap. Whoa. You got to be kidding me. There's a cap. I'm going to say there's a cap. Um, since you know, since we're coming from EverQuest, I'm going to say the cap is uh, 200. Okay, I'm saying no cap. No cap. So we build the house, blah blah blah. That's how you make a fire. Once you do make a spit, you can put uncooked meat on it, but you can't leave it. It actually doesn't take very long at all. You kind of got to sit there and watch it, and then there will be a golden puff of smoke that comes out of it after about one minute. It's not long at all, and at that point, you take the meat off and you can eat it. Um, or if you let it, if you let it go, if you let it go, it turns to coal, which then you can use for other things. Yes. Um, do you want to explain to everybody how food works? Because for a while, I kept going out and dying, and you're like, "Are you eating food first? I'm like, "No, I started at 15 hit points, and the two boars killed me." <laughs> yeah. And so while you're out there, there's things you can um, harvest, which we've talked about. Wood is one. There's like just branches and stone laying around, and flint is another one, which just briefly is only found near water and it's generally not found near rivers unless they're very near a lake. And so um, 
it, it's generally near bigger bodies of water um, and right on the shoreline, uh, even into the water sometimes. Um, that's Flint. Uh, but anyway, back to what, what did you ask me? I'm sorry. I have food. Explain food to people. Oh, right. Because I wasn't eating food. And so I was always right. at like 15 to 25 hit points and I kept dying. And you're like, you got to eat food, Jeff. So, so far, there are, there are three categories that I've been able to pick up at least. And there's like meat, um, fruit, which is another thing you find berries, bushes out there, you find berries. And then um, the third is mushrooms. That's the only other source of food that I've found to this point. Um, and if you eat one of each, it boosts your um, health to from like around 20 something all the way up to I've had 86 hit points like at my max I think or 87 and so yeah I'm going out and fighting and like how many hit points do you have and he's like 24 25 hit points and I was like yeah no you got to eat some food that'll that'll boost all that up and, and as you take you know damage it'll come down obviously and then as you aren't taking damage and eating it'll go back up again so as long as you have food and you're eating food your your stamina your hit points will um increase yeah it's like regeneration eating increases it i don't even know it, it sets your cap at a certain amount like if you have um meat and berries your cap will be this amount if you have meat berries and mushrooms your cap will be this amount but it, the, it seems like the basic gist is as long as you have food that you're eating you basically have regeneration and you're gaining a couple hit points per tick or whatever yeah, and that that's extremely helpful, useful, and, and obviously important. Yeah, so we do all that, and then the next thing we realize we need to do is build a workbench, right? Yeah. So after we've been curing the meats and eating the meats and doing all that stuff, the next thing to build is a workbench. And this, in this, at this point, the only tools we've been able to build is a hammer, which you use to build all the other things. Like the hammer in itself is kind of a whole topic right because when you put the hammer in your hand it doesn't do anything then you right click on it and it opens up options to build all these other things yeah you're bob the builder when you hold the hammer you, you transform from a viking into bob the builder yes we can and um you can start uh building stuff as long as you're within a certain proximity of your workbench it's like your workbench um has a limited area you can go uh set stuff stuff up in but it's big enough to definitely create a house even, you know, a yard or a garden or whatever. Uh, but then you can start uh, using your hammer to build things. Now, all of these things, the hammer, the, you know, the cloak, the um, club, the torch, all these things will wear out over time. And uh, what do you do about that, Sean? Just let it break? Well, at the beginning you do. Um, you can't do much about it until you can repair. Oh, actually, you the hammer does repair. But do you need the workbench to do it? That's the th I don't think you do, actually. I thought you, I'm not sure, but I think you need the workbench to repair everything. And I'm still having a hard time figuring out how to select what you want to repair. The only thing I know how to do is to keep spamming that repair button and it'll eventually repair everything. I think if you target it within that window and then hit repair, it should, tar it should repair that thing first. But I, I'm not, I don't know. I haven't done it in a while. I'll have to figure that part out. Here's the other oh. thing I don't know is once something gets down to 0%, can you repair it? Because my tunic that I started with got down to zero and I didn't seem to be able to uh, repair it. And so I'm not sure if things just bust at that point or if you could, I thought you could because I could have sworn I had like a hammer at 0% that I repaired. I'm pretty sure you can. I, I picked that thing back up. You just threw it on the ground. I found it behind the workbench. <laughs> you found it? I <laughs> yeah, was it's looking behind the for workbench. it. It's behind the work. I put it back in the first chest. It was behind the workbench? Yeah. How'd you see it back there? 
Well, whenever the like whenever you kill stuff, that's the thing that I figured out too. Like whenever you kill a deer or whatever, it takes a second for it to explode and then all the stuff to drop. And there's like little golden stars, for lack of a better word, that kind of come up yeah. from the, the item. And if you just they're kind of white sometimes too. If you just look for that, it'll it's obvious there's something's there. All right. So some other things that we've been noticing that I don't think we completely understand is some enemies have a star on them, right? Like, especially when you're hunting deer, you're like, oh, I found one with a star. And I'll, I've seen those sometimes too, but I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I'm sure. It's just a, it, what I've found is they have more stuff. It's, it's just a harder, it's just a level up. Oh, listen that. to Sean, everybody. He is so confident. I love I am. this because, you know, in like five episodes, when we start our discord and we have, you know, we have listeners in discord with us explaining stuff they're going to be like you guys didn't know what the heck you were talking about it's, it's, a, it's a higher level it's it's um it also drops more things that's what i've noticed the thing the the one thing i would say if you're starting from new is there are certain resources that are more difficult to find and get at least what i've noticed um and are, are like more limiting and one of those is this the leather scraps that you get from boars um, they seem to be ex like high and high need for a lot of the things that you want to make. And they are harder to um, come by, at least in, in what I've noticed so far. That's like we always are in need of those. When you fight boars or deer or whatever, how often do you use shield block? Because I hardly ever use it except for one day when I was just trying to get good at it. I was using it at a bunch and I'm trying to figure out how much it um decreases the damage you take is it 100 percent decrease or is it just mitigation so i have um i don't have a shield because i built a bow instead like you went shield i went bow and then we haven't i haven't had enough resources to build the shield yet um and so i can't answer that question for you um i don't ever block at this point when i'm hunting it's with the bow it's one it, it should be one shot and dead if, if it's not if it's two shots it's usually you know you're gonna have to find it again but there is another little secret there too. So especially with deer, um, if so, we are, I'm always hiding when I'm doing this or you know being stealthy, and you'll take that first shot, especially on a star, on a star deer. Sometimes that first one won't kill it, um, and so you have to you know run after it. But that's not what you want to do. Just stay exactly where you are. The deer is going to run away, but count to a hundred. And in a few minutes, the deer is going to come back and it's going to be still with a, with an exclamation mark, excited, you know, running around crazy. And then it's just going to stop and come back to where it was or very close to it. So you can sneak up on it again and take your second shot and kill it. I'd say about 90% of the time that works for me. Nice. Now, one thing we're realizing, or I'm starting to realize already is I love this structure I'm building. I kind of want to just spend all day building the structure. I find it so much fun, but I'm already realizing this isn't going to be our only structure because this world's pretty big and you need to rest pretty often. So I feel like we need to start making outposts pretty soon. That way, when we do run past the meadows, we don't need to come all the way back because it seems to take like a quarter of a day just to run there and back. You know what I mean? We're, we're wasting so much time just traveling. I totally agree. So there's that place that's at the, the first place that we've built is definitely our stronghold now. And the only thing I would say is we need to build a fence so that it's completely secure when we're not there. And then um, from there, we should just start branching out. And, and that first place in the meadows that, that you'll come across other structures. Another really cool part of the game is there's structures that have been built. So you'll come across them. Um, and so it may be advantageous for you to just inhabit one of these structures rather than building from scratch, especially from the, if the, from the get go. Um, anyway, 
Um, but the one that I think would be really good for us in this case, there's one that's kind of built up on stilts a little bit. Ooh. And um, it's right next to where the the bad go- things start to come. So I think we should you fortify that place a little bit. And you just use want it as me to base. get up in there on the stilts so the troll can come by and knock the stilts out and be like, oh, look at Jeff fell like a bowling pin. I mean, I just part of me does want to see the troll come after us, but I don't I don't know if it would come that far. I, that's one thing I haven't seen. There things have chased us back to camp, but not that far. So we'll see. I'm super excited to find out, to be honest with you. I'm kind of chomping at the bit. Yeah, so there's a, yeah, see what I'm telling you, everybody? Sean, I think Sean would be playing this game all day, every day. He, he is into this thing. I love it, too. I got to admit, the one thing about this game that really gets me is it's one of those five more minutes games, I swear. Like, you all know what I'm talking about. Like, that's not EverQuest. The other game we play a lot is not a five more minutes game. EverQuest is like, do I play another hour or another two hours? This is like... You can do a little bit in five minutes and sometimes you just really want you like oh, five more minutes i can get this deer five more minutes i can finish this house but then of course after that there's another five more minutes right yeah the thing the thing i love about the game is i'll be running through a forest and and like come upon a field and i'll just be i'll just sit there for two or three minutes just looking around going man this is amazing so beautiful it's beautiful oh, oh there's a deer oh i gotta crouch i gotta hide and get, like move over there slowly i don't know it makes me feel encompassed into the game which is something that's pretty rare for me very few games um do that for me yeah the game is gorgeous especially when because there's a lot of dense forest at least where we are i don't know if every server is the same if every world looks the same but in our world we're starting on the top of a hill we can either go down to a river on one side or run into the forest on the other side you run through the forest for a while and it's pretty dense you know and sometimes you bump into trees but then when you pop out into a huge meadow it's just gorgeous especially if it's like dawn or something like that it's just really a beautiful game and there's these things that they do with the graphics one is when you turn it does this like can you explain? they call it they call it a shutter yeah it's it's like what happens in real life if you turn fast enough your eyes can't focus and so the game gets blurry it blurs out for a second and then it comes back into focus just like your eyes would really do I thought I was lagging out. I thought I had a bad internet connection. I actually turned that feature off under graphics. Um, The other thing is there are these little shoots of light that are constantly going across the screen. My wife came in the room and she's like, are people shooting at you? What is that? But that's also just like in real life, you know, based on certain dust particles or whatnot or uh, in the air or trees let through certain dappled light, you'll see these little beams of light all over the place. It's really beautiful. It feels like cottonwood cotton to me. That's what I just imagine it being. Just it's like that time of year and cottonwoods in the air. I like it. Um, okay, another strange thing that's happened, but it hasn't happened for a couple but, of days. Hold on a is, second. Hold on. That, the other thing about that is it's not always the, like if the wind is down, it doesn't exist. It's and it, it, it's it's it, it, it. The reason why it's useful is because it's telling you the direction and speed of the wind. So okay. if you're shooting a if you're shooting a bow, that's really quite useful. Freaking bowmaster over here couple of things I don't want to forget is uh, when you get cold or wet, it affects you. It like takes away your endurance and like you can't run. Sometimes you can't even walk. If you're like encumbered and cold, you just can't move. You have to throw some stuff away. So that's more like trying to make it like real life. If you get wet, it impacts you. It definitely does. And if you're going to be swimming at all, I, I, I'm just be very, very careful with swimming um the first time i swam i went out into the lake and and 
I just started swimming. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm just swimming. And I was like, oh, wait, what's that? So I kind of went back towards the shoreline very thankfully because my stamina bar ran out right at that second. And oh. as soon as your stamina bar runs out, you, you're not swimming anymore. Really? And if, if your feet aren't on the ground, guess what? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you start to die. Um, so it's very imperative that you um, pay attention to that. Like the, it's the only thing that you do that your stamina bar just goes down without you touching speed or any of the other things. I wonder if part of resting, because again, I'm not quite sure why you need to be rested, but you obviously do. I wonder if part is you don't get stamina back if you're not rested. No, you do. Um, you do? Okay. My, my guess is your stamina bar is larger and that you, re you, you replenish that stuff fast, more fast. So the other thing that was really weird and it hasn't happened for several days is um, while this is when I was just building and, and you were out like learning to hunt deer and stuff like that, there was two days where this voice came out of nowhere and is like, I summon the beasts of the forest to come and mess up your janky place. And all of a sudden, all these like five graylings would all come out at once and start beating on our hut. Yeah, that happened like day five, I think, and day seven, maybe. It's just out of the blue, yeah. And then there was a couple of days where terrible storms blew in too. Like you'd be out running around and all of a sudden it would just lightning and thunder and wind going sideways. And that that's bad news. Like that's never good. Yeah, because again, being cold makes you worse. And, you know, it, it, you just can't see as good either. That's a big thing. If you're out in the middle of a meadow, normally you can see on the other side of it. But on a rainy day, you your visibility is way lower. Oh, and there's fog in this game, which is like serious fog that makes it so you can't see very far. Yeah, there's the game is pretty realistic in a lot of different ways. It's it's very fun. So something I'm wondering is this feels very much like Dungeons and Dragons plus Minecraft to me, which I love. That's why uh, uh, shout out to a patron from Forever Quest uh, whose name is uh, Shut the Blank Up, which is a line from Nerd Poker. He was the one who actually told us to check this game out. Shout out. Thank you very much. We love the game. Um, where was I going with that, Sean? Um, <laughs> to, to, to the... Oh, I want to know. Okay, so it's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but what I don't know is spells, right? It's obvious that we're going to fight trolls. We're going to fight mystical beings. But what I don't understand is, do we ever get to shoot like a lightning bolt out of our finger? I'm guessing no. Well, there is a button. So, you know, one of the things you can do is look at your, at your controls. And F is this, I can't remember what it's called, but it's some special thing, some special power. So I don't know what that's going to do. Maybe it's different for, maybe you choose different paths. I, I don't know. Maybe it's the same for everybody. Again, I don't know. Um, when I, when we first found out, so the, another thing you're going to, like we said in the very beginning, there's, there's clues that say, hey, there's this guy you got to go summon. Um, and here's some clues to what it's about and what he might be. And um, then there's this altar that you find and it says when you're ready to summon the beast, you know, place the correct thing on this altar. And so this whole time I thought we were getting pretty close to being ready for that, right? To being ready for that part of this um, adventure. And now that we went and saw that that troll exists and the level of difficulty of that thing is, I, I, I don't think we're even close. Do you? No, I thought we were close to, I figured we had to fill, kill like five beasts. And for some reason, I thought the first one was going to be a big deer that we found or something like that. I don't even know why I thought that. And it started making me actually worry, like, how long is this game? Is this game only going to take us a month? 
but then I jumped on uh, Twitch just to see uh, how how big of a following this stuff has, and um, I noticed one person was on like their you know 500th hour of playing, and they had just structures that were blowing me away. And I'm like, okay, this game goes deep. This game goes really deep. And so, yeah, maybe it's going to take a long time before we can fight all five of these. Maybe people fight all five and then they just build their structure. I don't know, but I know that people play this game for a long period of time. That's that's what I'm sure of. Sweet. Well, I'm excited to go play it right now. What are we waiting for? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us uh, on this journey. Uh, if you want to, you know, uh, check out uh, my sweet hut, you know, I'll tell you all about it. Or you can go off hunting with Sean. It's not nearly as exciting. And he's going to brag way too much about, oh, I got like my ears deer now. Just, um, put a, just put another deer antlers into the chest, buddy. We are going to be starting uh, probably a Patreon and a Discord soon and maybe like starting a server where like patrons can play with us. And then that's when I'm sure we're going to start to really learn what's going on in this game. Also, uh, like I mentioned, we definitely want to have some streamers on. So if you're out there and you're a streamer for this game, shoot us up. Uh, send an email to purpleelfproductions at gmail.com and we'll line it up. We love having streamers on. Fast Dan, we're talking to you. We're ready. <laughs> let's, get, let's get this going. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.